0: Hello again, everybody. I'm Tim Muma. Welcome to LocalJobNetwork.com radio. This is Management Decisions, where we focus on topics that may affect employers and management. Now, a topic that has become more popular in recent years is the idea of using social media. However, with the advancements in technology, you can also come across some mistakes. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today on this episode. And today we've enlisted Jonathan Siegel. He's a partner at Dwayne Morris LLP in the Employment, Labor, Benefits, and Immigration Practice Group. He's also the managing principal of the Dwayne Morris Institute, and he joins LJN Radio today. Jonathan, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you very much for including me.
0: Definitely. I think, uh, as I said, it's a, it's a popular topic, and I, I think one that our listeners are, are always interested to hear about, the idea of social media. Uh, and We're talking about some mistakes that maybe supervisors could make in their role The first thing I wanted to ask you about is how important do you think it is in today's day and age to actually train individuals on how to use social media, the legal side of it, and just the specific aspects that go into utilizing social media?
1: It's a great question. And I wrote a blog on this issue because what I saw was that people were doing things with no bad intent but there were problems resulting from it. And I'm a recovering litigator, I should mention. <laughs> so my goal is not to litigate cases. My goal is to help make sure that risks are minimized and compliance is maximized, and hopefully employees are engaged. So I thought, well, very often companies operate through their supervisors and managers. And in some areas, there are risks they may not know just because they're not someone like me that reads the opinions or reads the tweets on the cases that have been filed. So right. I thought it would be helpful. I think it's very helpful for there to be supervisory trading.
0: Now, when it comes to this topic in general, as a broad idea, what do you think is the biggest challenge for any supervisor or anybody who might be involved, uh, you know, in utilizing social media? and being able to avoid those mistakes and understand what's going on. What do you think is the the big challenge that they have to worry about?
1: Oh, Tim, there are it's a hard question only because I want to do 1A, one 1B, one and 1C. <laughs> so let me do one. Do not when you are screening applicants never never this is ever ask someone for their social media password. Mm. That's prohibited by state law in 18 states, and even in the other 32, it may be a criminal offense. Wow. So never ask for a password. But the first mistake, I don't consider that a mistake. That to me is an absolute no. Never ask an applicant or an employee for their password. The first mistake may be in deciding whom to interview, looking at their social media public profile, their public Facebook page. And the concern there is, I understand why someone might want to look. They're probably twice in our lives when we're perfect at birth and in our job interview. (laughs) So you might want to see a little bit about the person on who they are. But if you look at the profile, you may see things like their likely age, race, possible disability, possible religion. And if you then don't interview them for the job, they may consider that, believe it to be the basis for the action. And then if a claim is filed, the employer through the supervisor would need to prove that was not the case because you can't make decisions based on what the law calls those protective factors. Right. That doesn't mean, Tim, that never can social media public sites be viewed. My view is there may be subject to appropriate limitations, times when they can and potentially should be, but that should never be by the supervisor or manager. It should be done consistently at the end of the process by HR, etc. So supervisors and managers, I'm a cat lover, so I'm hesitant to use this expression, but when they say curiosity killed the cat, <laughs> not a good idea, strongly recommend supervisors looking at public profiles and deciding whom to interview. It's not illegal, but it's fraught with legal risk.
0: And that was what I was going to ask was the idea of, you know, the actual legality, because it seems like there's such a gray area right now with that. And, and I don't know if it's if it's a thing where people are just unsure where to go with it. Would you suggest then that an organization actually have a policy in place where Again, that consistent aspect where the HR individual checks on these things at the end of the interview is—is is that a positive thing to do? Put a policy in place, or would you suggest something different?
1: You sound like an HR professional, Tim.
0: I've spoken to a lot of them.
1: <laughs> in a good way, it's rubbing off. What I would say to you is that if an employer is going to do background checks, which include looking at an employee's own social media platform. I like the idea of there being a policy that says, for example, which positions It can't just be because I feel in my gut there may be something wrong, because <laughs> it's not in the case. If right. you feel in my gut, you make a suit. When in the process will it occur? Um, will it be before a conditional offer, after a conditional offer? Okay. What specific social media platforms will be reviewed? Will it be things like Twitter or LinkedIn? which are more professional? Or will it be Facebook, which tends to be maybe more personal? So I like the idea and I need to now sound like a lawyer and I hope too much lawyer doesn't rub off on you. Good if HR rubs off on you. But if an employer makes the business decision to that, they can obtain value and minimize the risk by looking at Certain social media public platforms, after they've already reviewed someone and have interest in them, it's a good idea to have a policy saying who, when, etc.
0: Sure. Oh well, yeah, and I, I think it's, it's an intriguing aspect. Again, the idea of you you can find out uh, about sort of the the truth of someone, as you said. Uh, you know, they look so perfect maybe in an interview. So I think that's something that's going to continue to be uh, something that's talked about as we move forward with with these ideas.
1: I'm going to change the facts a bit because I never talked about a client matter, but something very close to the following occurred. An organization saw on, um, after a conditional offer was met, looked at someone's public social media profile, and there were racist rants. Mm. Good that they didn't, in my view, hire the person because I know I wouldn't want that racist in my workplace.
0: That's a fair point. I appreciate bringing up that example as, a, as something that might come up in, in one of those scenarios. Going back to the idea, of course, we're going to talk about social media and uh, a, a popular item, a popular part of doing that is, of course, friending individuals or liking what they do, um, following them in some capacity. What are some of the risks with that? What are some of the mistakes that supervisors make when you're talking about connecting with people via social media?
1: Well, it can be hard, Tim, because sometimes a subordinate will send a message to friend and you don't want to reject the subordinate's attempt to have a connection. Sometimes the supervisor will do it because they want to show engagement and, again, connection. Right. Connection, commitment, engagement, they kind of all goes together. But let me, let me ask you a question. Okay. I'm going to turn the tables, Tim, okay? All right. Someone you work with and you like, and they're a good friend, and they invite you to their home because they're getting married and they're having a party, would you go? I would. Me too. <laughs> and if you needed to go to the bathroom, would you open up their medicine cabinet to see what they were taking?
0: Uh, never in a million years. Me too, never in a million years.
1: You might find out more by looking at their social media site platform,
0: right? particularly
1: Facebook, than you would by going to their medicine cabinet. I am not encouraging the latter, but what I want to mention is a lot of people post, not publicly, but privately, very personal information, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: problems they're having with a physical or mental condition, responses Mm -hmm. they're having to medication, marital problems, illnesses that their children may have, Lots of issues, which as an employer, if you know them, someone may assume you've made decisions based on them. So you may be better off not knowing all that personal information in the shorthand TMI, too much information. There's another risk, and that is some people post a lot on Facebook. And, you know, I tend to limit my Facebook to family and a few close friends. But there are some people that have 5,984 friends and counting. I think that's more people than I know, (laughs) times 10. And they post a lot. None of us is able to read every post by every person Mm -hmm. if we have a job. And even without a job, it may not be possible. So what if you friend a subordinate? And you don't read everything that they say. But one of the things the subordinate says is, I hate going to work. My boss is ageist and sexist. Well, do you have knowledge of it? Never saw it. Do you have constructive knowledge of it? Arguably.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There is something as serious as an allegation of discrimination. There are policies and procedures that are in place. And every responsible employer should have a good procedure by which employees, applicants or employees who have concerns about discrimination, harassment, retaliation, or failure to accommodate can use without fear of retaliation, broadly defined. But sometimes individuals don't want to make formal complaints. They just want to say something, and they say it on their Facebook. And if the manager sees it, then they must respond to it, and now the subordinate may say that wasn't my intent. but as a manager, now that you know it, you need to respond, or the manager may miss it, and the employer may later may claim you saw it or you should have. And now how do you prove that you didn't? Right. So I recommend against friending subordinates or others over whom you have direct or indirect institutional or other authority. And if you already have done so, I wouldn't just unfriend them. One of the things I like, I recommend is that if you decide not to do so, is that perhaps you do an email to yourself with a BCC to all such individuals, and you say something like, I decided to separate, to keep my Facebook personal and not private. Therefore, I will be unfriending those with whom I work. I value our professional relationship. I just want to keep my Facebook personal. I'm sending this to you universally, so none of you take this personally. Okay. And you send that email right when you're getting on an airplane to go far away because someone is not going to be happy when their numbers <laughs> drop from 5,723 to only 5,722.
0: Wow, you, you got it all figured out, down to down to the science of how exactly you can avoid that conflict. I like that.
1: <laughs> I come from a family of therapists, Tim. I always think it's important not only to do what's legally and business right, but how to do it in a way that is taking into account the feelings of those you work
0: with. Sure. sure. No, Definitely appreciate that side of it. We're quickly getting low on our time here, but I wanted to get to a couple more points. And you mentioned it briefly, the idea that if it is seen on social media that someone's making an allegation uh, of some sort uh, of wrongdoing and you are a, a supervisor or you are an HR professional, you see this, how is that to be handled? Is that, is that something that is seen as, as legal documentation of, say, harassment or discrimination of some sort?
1: Let me try, Tim. Someone once said brevity is the soul of wit, so here's my challenge. My recommendation to supervisors, oh, I forgot to say this isn't legal advice. Now let me continue. Of course. (laughs) My recommendation to supervisors would be, if you see an allegation of wrongdoing, someone harassed me. If you see something that you think is a concern, someone defamed a competitor. If you see something that you believe violates the law, someone disclosed PHI, protected health information under HIPAA. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Neither ignore it nor respond to it. Report it to HR. Sometimes HR will have an obligation to respond, but there also may be times when HR cannot respond in the sense of an adverse action. Mm. For example, if an employee is complaining about the terms and conditions of their employment in some circumstances, that may be detected concerted activity under the NLRA, National Labor Relations Act. A supervisor may say they're disparaging us the NLRB may say that's protected activity right I don't think we want to educate our supervisors on every aspect of the NLRA so therefore we need to be practical and say if you see something that you believe is disparaging defamatory illegal causes legal risk causes concern don't ignore it don't respond to it report it to HR, let HR, with the advice from counsel, determine Do we respond, do we have an obligation to respond, and if we do, how do we respond?
0: I think that's well put and giving, uh, giving our listeners some, uh, some options there, and as you said, uh, some recommendations for, for how to handle that situation. As I said, we're, uh, we're right up against the clock now. We got about 30 seconds to a minute. I wanted to give you the floor at the end. Any last Recommendations, any last tips for our listeners out there who might be in these supervisor positions in how to handle social media or how to avoid those mistakes? Any key points to give them as a takeaway?
1: I'd like to mention something that may be a bit different from what people might expect to hear. And that is, I think you can learn a lot about Twitter, a lot from Twitter, about leadership, about law, about relationships. There are a lot of blogs out there a lot of individuals who tweet, you don't have to actively be one where you yourself tweet, but you could follow organizations like SHRM. You could follow individuals who are managers and provide constructive tweets. So for me, social media can be a wonderful source of information, and you can sometimes get that by following thought leaders or thought organizations.
0: Well, that's a, an interesting path to take there at the end, but I think uh, one listeners can appreciate and uh, a good way to wrap up this show. Again, we've been speaking today with Jonathan Siegel. He is a partner at Dwayne Morris LLP, as well as the managing principal of the Dwayne Morris Institute. Jonathan, thanks again for coming on. I think some, some great insight and obviously your experience and your knowledge of this area um, clearly beneficial to all of us. So thanks again for coming on the show.
1: Thanks a ton, Kim. It's my pleasure. Have a great day.
0: Thank you. You too. And as always, if you're looking to reach out to us with any comments or suggestions for future shows, send an email to radio at localjobnetwork.com. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at the LJN if you'd like to hit us up there as well. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.